the GritFlix.com podcast. I'm Stuart Wright, and this is the Brickflix.com podcast. On this podcast, rather than critique or score films out of five or ten, or tell you what we love or what we hate, I sit down with the filmmaker and get them to give us an insight into the process of making their movie, what they discovered, what they learned, all those kind of things. Or I get to sit down with a horror film fan and get them to tell me five great British horror films that they think we should all take interest in. Either way, this podcast is provided totally free without any outside advertising. So, if you enjoy it, please make sure to subscribe in iTunes. And if you've got that bit more time, write me a review too. Welcome to another BritFlix.com podcast and another preview of the East End Film Festival. Today I've got with me the Final Girls. Final Girls, do you want to introduce who you are first? Sure. Um, I'm Olivia. This is Anna. Uh, I'm Anna, and together we form The Final Girls, um, which is a film collective that has been exploring the intersections of horror film and feminism for just under two years now. Yeah, coming up to two years. Brilliant, brilliant. And you're taking over the Masonic Lodge, that fantastic part of um, East End Film Festival, which I'm always impressed by, to do... To do to present to us, uh, she's right behind you. So do you want to do you want to tell us? I mean, and that's going to be Saturday, twenty first of April, and Sunday, the twenty second of April. What what is what what is the idea behind this, and what films are we going to see? Cool. So we um, we've been big fans of East End's uh, Masonic Temple program mm-hmm. for a really long time. It's such a beautiful venue and and perf- a perfect setting for sort of genre cinema. And um, when we were asked to sort of put together a program for the weekend, we were so excited by all the different opportunities we could think of, mm. but felt that the kind of space really owed itself to a sort of more ghostly, spooky type vibe. Yeah. So- and we also we have been thinking for a while about um, a certain kind of recurring figure. So when we're doing kind of more complex or you know multi-layered events or screenings, we tend to think about like what are the things that are very recurring or common in genre and horror cinema mm-hmm. that we can talk about that maybe haven't been talked about from a kind of female point of view or even with a feminist slant on it. Um, so we we thought of a couple of things, but we both really strongly felt that like the female ghost was something that we we a felt was really really appropriate for the space because mm-hmm. it's kind of scary and spooky and um, quite creepy, which is why we love it. And also because there is like uh, um, there is a sort of a hidden power to the figure of the female ghost. Yeah. It's sort of kind of one of the most recurring figures in sort of you know paranormal or supernatural horror films. You know everything from and also in general in folklore as well. So everything from like the woman in black, the lady in white, the slit mouth woman, La Llorona, Bloody Mary. All of these kind of um, figures are basically the same. Thing, but are dressed up in different stories or different folklore. And in cinema, they've been represented through since 
pretty much the beginning of, of silent cinema mm-hmm. up until, you know, the big box office successes of like the remake of The Woman yeah. in Black and, um, you know, The Ring, both the original J-horror uh, series and the American uh, remakes that came out a few years ago. So it's been something that we've always been aware of. And this seemed like a really good opportunity to kind of dig into it and screen films that were meaningful in some way for the genre. So like The Uninvited from 1944. Yeah. So uh, when we were thinking about a program for this, we were thinking about that sort of recurring ghostly female figure and what she embodied. Um, so a lot of the time she's sort of, you know, breaking the traditional rules, coming back to seek her vengeance. And we thought about all the different films that represented that and they were so diverse from one another that we wanted to put together a program that reflected that. So, so then just, just ask then, so, is it, so you were kind of like, we're going to do this theme and then you went looking for films to represent that theme? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we had like, we have a long list of films that we kind of want to screen at a certain time. So there was a lot of ideas that we could think of, you know, off the top of our heads, we could think of maybe like 20 or more films that featured female ghosts. But then we started narrowing down and, you know, knowing the time and the slots that we had, it's like, what are the four, what is the combination of four films um, that could really get across uh, different points of view that we were interested in presenting and exploring. And we wanted those that to be a mixture of sort of classic films that people uh, really recognise and also some that may be a little bit new to people. So I'm a huge Asian horror film fan, so I've been trying to screen Whispering Corridors for a very, very long time. So yeah. it's my first um, punt, which is a really incredible film that is really underscreened and really underseen. Um, I'm starting 20 years this year as well, isn't it? I know, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, there's, there's multiple versions of it. And um, about a, a young girl who dies in a school and comes back to come and protect her friends. Um, it's a really special piece of work. Yeah, and we really wanted to keep the balance. So the films that we're screening are The Uninvited, which is a 1944 film from the States, yeah. uh, with Reuters, which is a South Korean film from the late 90s, like Olivia mentioned, uh, Kuroneko, which is a Japanese film mm-hmm. from uh, 1968, 1968, and The Others uh, by Amenavar, which is uh, probably the most well-known mm-hmm. out of the bunch that we that we have. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was the only one I knew when I looked at your list, so uh, you're in... Intention, so good. Oh, there's the one we can't talk about because it's a massive spoiler for anyone that's seen. Exactly. Um, so, you think, so even including it in this program is sort of a spoiler, but there's we've been kind of always wanted to talk about that film, and mm. this was an opportunity to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah sure kind of really thought about kind of what are the films that um there's a lot of really popular ones that really spring to mind the ring being kind of one of the most well-known ones mm. um we didn't want to screen something that was too obvious and we really did not want to just stick to english language mm-hmm. and kind of american uh films so we wanted to really kind of keep the balance the others is really interesting because obviously this is a spanish director directing um kind of a combination of british and american cast mm-hmm. and it's sort of a european american co-production so yeah. that kind of really intriguing in different ways and obviously Asian cinema is massive with ghostly figures I've got a particular penchant for the ghost cat Japanese cinema but that's (laughs) for another program Mm. indeed and then as part of the program we'll also be putting on a panel discussion um, with some really exciting voices that we'll be um, announcing really soon Mm. Um, looking at kind of that that cinematic archetype um, female ghost and their kind of hidden feminist power. So we'll be exploring that and maybe talking about some of our favourite figures across. Um, yeah, because, because from I guess from from a horror point of view, mm-hmm. the 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 female characters don't always get the best of times in the real world. 
in a sense, but in but in the kind of vengeful ghost sense, it inverts that stereotype, doesn't it, of of the character in a horror film. It's interesting because the female ghost in kind of supernatural horror usually tends to be a vengeful figure. Mm. So it tends to be someone who is um, disempowered in her real life. Yeah. And then through kind of whatever super- supernatural shenanigans she goes through or whatever power she acquires in the afterlife becomes a much, much more powerful figure and can sort of enact her vengeance or sometimes protect her loved ones as well with her powers. Mm. So that's kind of a really interesting approach, um, you know, about how kind of women can reclaim power in certain societies or certain situations. But in kind of talking about horror in general, that's actually something that one of the reasons why we wanted to set up the final ghost is because we kind of fundamentally disagree with the idea that horror is always negative to women. In fact, um, a couple of months ago, I think Google commissioned with the Gina Davis Institute commissioned a study where they saw that actually in genre cinema, female characters get the most dialogue than any other genre. So they actually there's a lot of, you know, there's obviously a lot of really bad representation and a lot of chopping women up into bits. But yeah. um, there have been throughout the whole history of horror really interesting and meaty female characters and also tackling very, very taboo and difficult subjects and a lot of particular kind of uh, anxieties that are particularly female have been tackled really in really interesting ways through genre cinema. Mm. And that's the sort of areas that we're, that we've always been interested in, that we always want to explore and talk about. We're not really that interested in labeling something as feminist or unfeminist mm-hmm. as good or bad because we're fans of the genre first and foremost. So Got we you. love horror in all and all of its problems. Mm-hmm. But so with every kind of event that we do, we're always kind of looking at what are the great areas that are interesting to explore? What do we want to talk about maybe from a different point of view? Or what films do we want to reposition mm. um, that perhaps have been maligned through either, you know, bad reviews or just being kind of unavailable to screen or to um, get on DVD or Blu-ray? Or maybe films that are really well known, but that haven't been talked about um, from a certain perspective. So kind of like what we're doing with this weekend, where (laughs) we're bringing films that are very well known or less so, um, but we're focusing on them from a particular prism. Mm. So but so from from my knowledge and understanding, reading something like um, When Women in Chainsaws, Mm -hmm, that was the first first time I'd read. I mean, God, I'm I'm old enough to have read it when it more or less when it came out sort of thing. But. That was the first time I'd read that kind that, that kind of view on horror where it was going, yes, exploitative in one sense, but actually mm. if you look at what the characters then achieve, then you go, actually, this is what gets them in trouble, i.e. the, the supposed femininity, is mm-hmm. what then becomes their power that enables them to um, to seek their vengeance in, in as horror films have a habit of doing. And mm-hmm. and I know that uh, I remember Car- Carolyn getting, getting a bit of stick for that at the time, because it mm-hmm. seemed it seemed unreasonable to even begin to argue that, but I guess I guess that that argument has 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 grown legs, hasn't it? I suppose you know that. that... Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think in genre cinema, one of the things we talk about quite a lot is you know the opportunities for female roles there. Um, and yes, as Anna was sort of saying, whilst there are a lot of roles that are maybe uh, not as flattering to women as they could be, and use this particular characters, it's also an opportunity for women to be a lot of different. Um, roles within cinema so for example you know they can be the monster themselves they can be the person who rises against um, 
the, the attacker and, and finally kind of reaches and um, survives at the end of the day. So mm. the final. Um, and it's, I think people only focus on the negativity of that and, and don't necessarily um, sort of um, really understand all the stuff that's kind of going on behind the scenes. So in what, in what sense then, with, with the four films you've got shown at the festival, where, where do you think you can take the conversation with, uh, with, with your, with, your uh, with, 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 with what you put in front of people and then what you want to hope to, to take the discussion further in terms of uh, how the genre works? I think what's really exciting for us, particularly with this programme, is why this figure's really has been reoccurring throughout cinema for such mm -hmm. a long time. Why it appears, you know, in so many different areas of cinema, at so many different regions, and why it's prominent. And so why, many different times. Exactly, as well. and and types of film as well. Um, and I think that's something we really want to explore, which is reflected in the diversity of the program as well. And also, we really want to, with the panel discussion in particular, is to, and we're always kind of as cinephiles and programs, we're always keen to learn and hear about people who bring different perspectives, right. and who may be kind of specialists in, say, the history mm -hmm. of like gothic literature or the history of supernatural literature and can bring kind of a, a perspective that maybe isn't cinematic that, but mm -hmm. it has obviously influenced genre cinema throughout the years. Um, so we never also go into any program or any discussion with a really kind of preconceived, we need to tell people this type of approach, but mm -hmm. rather we swing with a question. It's like, well, why is this figure recurring? Why is this figure so powerful? What does this tell us about kind of you know um feminist horror or is this a feminist figure or is it something that kind of we haven't talked about in this framework before mm -hmm. or maybe you know we haven't seen these films from this um point of view before so that's kind of it's more inviting people to a appreciate some really good horror films <laughs> and b to kind of reflect on them because we're positioning them in a certain way and with a certain um question in mind yeah well, no, I mean, I mean, on, on, a, on a genre point of view, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the uninvited in, in the sense that from a couple of reviews I've, I've read of it, it, mm. uh, it sort of pointed out that, that while obviously it's a 1944 film and with that, mm -hmm. the, there is a sense that it will, it will have dated. But what you can do when you watch it is see, see what, you know, most of what we now know as our kind of favourite terror tales dealing with uh, the supernatural and the paranormal can be traced back to the uninvited. Yeah, totally. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, The Unbind Unbind was made in 1944. And whilst, you know, it is that traditional story of uh, a couple like by a a the house yeah. and then, oh, no, there happens to be a ghost in there. Get There's out. something that whilst, you know, years and years later, that still resonates with a lot of people and is still a very terrifying and core of a lot of films these days. And it was also a film that was kind of uh, did had a lot of first in its time as well. It was kind of one of the first, if not the first um, kind of serious motion picture that <laughs> was looking at paranormal and supernatural um, elements without basically taking the piss out of them without mm. making kind of a comedic yeah. or kind of trashy element but actually taking kind of more and more dramatic approach mm -hmm. so it's really interesting as well to pay tribute to the films that um, created um, pathways for other genre filmmakers as well to follow and obviously you know Kuroneko is just a beautiful film so just seeing that on any screen larger than your laptop or your home tv is going to be a real pleasure so i'm particularly really excited about seeing that one on a big screen 
Now, now, it, yeah, exquisite photography was one thing that that I read about it. But interestingly, and this and, and give, it pertains to what we're talking about, I read I read that it's that one, one reviewer said that it was an eerie tale and with a shocking feminist angle, evoked through ghostly effects and beautiful photography. Now. Obviously, I've not seen the film, so in what, in what sense... Is it shocking in the sense of, for 1968, it was shocking to confront people with it? Well, you'll or... have to see the film to find out. Yeah. Does that ring true, then, as, as, as a way of describing the movie? I think it is. For a film um, of that time, the the subject matter that it deals with, I think, yeah. is quite shocking. And it's it's quite visually striking um, right. in the way it approaches um, a lot of its issues and mm-hmm. a lot of what it's trying to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't want to say too much more because I really yeah. don't want to ruin it. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to spoil it either. No, it just, it just struck me as a quite a strong line is a yeah. way to summarise the film. But given your response, I, I can see now that, that, that it's not it's not way off the mark. That's all I was just, you know, we don't need to spoil the story element of it. Yeah, I think there's always I, that also kind of depends on everybody's sensibilities, particularly with horror. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have, uh, you know, particular pressure points that will really trigger you and go like this is too much or this is too hardcore. Mm. And it might be different from different people. You know, like when we screened The Entity a few months ago, right. um, like that is a I don't know if you've seen it. It's a um, sort of a, a the original. Yeah. The possession film yeah. from 1982. I saw it um, on VHS. Oh. Ah. Well, we screened it in Bristol uh, last year. Last I think. year, Cardiff Cinema Rediscovered. Yeah, okay. and okay. we couldn't even sit in to watch it again. We've seen it a couple <laughs> of times, and that film just can't. Like we endlessly recommend it, but we will not sit in and watch and it again. It's a vengeful female for us. It's it keeps coming back to haunt us, so we keep yeah. ending up doing things with it. And both of us are absolutely like terrified about it. it. I know we always end up talking about it. Why? But we actually both terrified by the film and 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 really don't want to ever see it ever again. Well, yeah. no, it's a hard it's a hard hitting film, isn't it? In the way that, in the way that it deals with it, it doesn't it doesn't pull any punches at all, does it? No, no, and for instance, like personally for me, one of the things that's really affecting in horror films is the sound. Yeah, and like obviously to continue with the example of the entity that uses sound in a really, really powerful and even like overwhelming way. It's a real attack on your senses mm-hmm. that film. Um, sound-wise, absolutely. I remember we were sitting outside watching it, and there's just a very striking thudding soundtrack against it, but visually as well, mm-hmm. and it's just very like it feels like a personal attack all in one <laughs> go across all your different senses. That um, it, it's. I find it a very, very uncomfortable film to watch, but extremely accomplished and should yeah. be and maybe, and maybe other people will have um, the same reaction with some of these films if they kind of on um, particular sensibilities or kind of visually or with the sound design of the films mm. um, make it kind of particularly terrifying for them. I remember one of our events when we, um, when we were turning one and we had sort of guest speakers talking about some of the moments in horror cinema that deeply terrified and, and marked them. Um, someone mentioned actually one, one of the scenes from The Others. Well, I remember actually mm-hmm. watching The Others for the first time in the cinema and I definitely snuck into a 15. Like, <laughs> and I remember watching it and being so terrified by like lots of very pivotal scenes in that film yep. and, and not sleeping for a long time it's a truly sort of creepy film um, you know enhanced by some incredible acting mm-hmm. by Queen Kidman very creepy kids as well yeah and, and yeah really terrifying children which mm. uh, to me and Anna is like the most terrifying thing in the entire world so <laughs> um, it's I'm I'm really excited to revisit it in a, in a very different light and from a, at a very different time because I think it's a film that I saw at a particular time in my life and 
thought about it in a different way and haven't mm. reapproached re- it in in a, in a different light since. Well, I think I think that's the power of 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 a lot of paranormal movies is that when the first one, the first watch is often well for me anyway is often a experience rather mm. that you don't so much study but you're reacting to what information you're getting. So if you're if you're completely sucked in by what the story is and you get to wherever the story might reveal itself to be, whatever it want, whatever it's meant to be, given all the scariness that you've gone through, that that can be a, a relief. It can be more terrifying. But then the second time you watch it, you're kind of looking to see how that's done in a way, as opposed to, like, was I, how, how much did this really sort of give me the, look over here, but look, really, this is what I want you to look at, so to speak. Um, the, I mean, horror does that a lot, but obviously paranormal stuff is is, is steeped in that, that kind of approach. Yeah, I personally find paranormal like the most terrifying of all, of all cinema. Um, I um, and I, I I do agree partially with what you're saying. Um, I think sometimes there's those films that really resonate with you, and you hope that the second time around it's not going to be terrifying because you see what's coming. But it's still, I think it's the fear of the unknown um, with paranormal cinema that keeps it. Um, continually, oh, I totally, I totally agree. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm confidently an atheist, but I'm not yeah. confident about evil poltergeists as I am <laughs> about the idea of deities. It's kind of a weird, a weird juxtaposition I have in my life. I can scare myself witless at home, but uh, but not be scared of the final judgment. <laughs> I completely empathise with that. <laughs> oh, you just want to be a vengeful female ghost. Totally. No, I want to be a ghost cat. <laughs> So what, why why with, with um, Final Girls obviously that's 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 a moniker that comes out comes out of genre, of but course. What, yeah. And obviously you've you've said you've you've already said as as part of the conversation that you're both you're first and foremost genre fans, and then you've kind of then you've begun looking at them with a, with different eyes and different thoughts and bringing different conversations and and people with different points of view to, yeah. to genre. So why why do you think genre has that kind of Depth, because to a lot of people, hor- horror is just heavy metal and it's throwaway and it's rubbish. Whereas I, I'm on, I'm on your boat. I want to go. I, I, I think there's hidden depths to a lot of horror that gets overlooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what? Generally, many people are, meant, are wrong about many things. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a, so I can, I can forget with that. Go on. And <laughs> one of them is when people kind of dismiss horror as being superficial or just genuinely rubbish or trash or just always kind of, you know, physically violent. People tend to associate horror with just slasher films, mm. um, but in many, many kind of aspects. But one of the really powerful film things that we both kind of really love about genre is it's those hidden depths. It's the fact that, you know, you've got films like, Halloween and the Babadook and they're kind of within the same genre but they're mm-hmm. not there you know you've got films like The Entity and The Uninvited and Kuroneko and The Ring and all of these kind of you know and things like coming out in the last couple of years like Get Out or Go Work Some Alone at Night or yeah. um what else did we love from the last couple of years that was Roar. amazing Raw Raw It Follows yeah, it follows like, all of these films, and you can even kind of extend the label of genre horror to films that you know are what are now kind of considered like kind of modern classics. You know, things like Rosemary's Baby yeah. or Repulsion. Um, these films are fantastic pieces of cinema. Like first and foremost, they're also horror films. So um, I, 
I think generally horror has always been kind of dismissed as a very commercial, so a very lucrative genre. Mm. Um, a one that tends to favor kind of, you know, cheap tricks and gimmicks rather than content. But I think that has been a, a kind of a hidden opportunity for filmmakers and writers and um, DOPs and kind of creatives to actually... Um, you know, make use of the lack of kind of attention that yeah. sometimes goes into genre cinema and particularly genre marketing. Yeah. Like, I love that theory about sort of like mm. horror using cheap tricks, and it's actually yeah. for me, it's like it's not that at all. It's a lot of genre cinema, and a lot of the stuff we're seeing at the moment is people using their own anxieties to talk about really difficult issues or talk mm. about their fears and using that particular genre to relay those in some way um you know prevenge is a perfect example of that you know alice lowe having a baby and being terrified by it i would be you know and turning that into something else mm-hmm. and I, th- that for me is not like a cheap and dismissed cinema that's people talking about real life issues real challenges um, and doing it in a way that's relatable to other people and, mm-hmm. and using that fear to create something wonderful and it's also kind of um the other reason as well why we really really love a genre is because it's some one of the few kind of cinematic genres where it creates a truly visceral reaction mm-hmm. when it's good you feel it like you physically feel it in your bones you're scared you scream and if you're watching it uh, with people it's contagious it's kind of like watching a comedy if people laugh around you you're gonna laugh it's kind of just you know it becomes like a, a, a mass effect in a way and it's the same about horror when you're com- when an audience is completely into a film and is completely into the story and is reacting to it and it's hitting all the right beats and you feel the sort of really intense energy and kind of explosive energy when the scares come. Um, it's fantastic. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. I've never felt the same with a film in a cinema that wasn't kind of part either a comedy or a horror film. You just don't get that sort of kind of visceral reaction from an audience with a drama or, you know, an indie. Or well, I, I, was, I was already converted, but now I'm sold again. Um, on on the horror front. So just let's remind people then. Uh, when can when when are you where and when are you showing films at East End Film Festival? So we're taking over the Masonic Temple in Liverpool Street next weekend, so it's the twenty first and twenty second of April. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be showing four films, two on each day, um, and you can come down, come for the whole weekend. And we'll also be putting on a panel discussion on the Saturday with some awesome people um, to be announced very soon. Um, to discuss the um, archetype of the vengeful female ghost. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, look, thanks very much for giving us your time on the podcast. I'll put links in the show notes to where people can read more about the films and the event you're putting on and to your website as well so they can read more about the final Britflix.com podcast is provided totally free without any outside advertising. So if you enjoyed it, please make sure to subscribe at iTunes and write me a review. Thank you.